Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we are just going to talk. We're We're quick up there. Yeah. (laughs) Our guest is in some bad weather and couldn't record today. So we're going to just kind of give you guys an update. Um, And I will go first because uh, mine is not great. And so Sarah's is a lot more interesting and book related. Um, So you guys might, I think, you know, but some, some might, but my sister passed away on October 1st and um, it was peaceful and it was as sweet as it could be, but it was, um, you know, devastating for all of us. And uh, so that's been what, 14 days and I'm still not completely okay. And I don't know if I'll ever be okay, but um, I was just telling Sarah, I just went and paid someone to wash and dry my hair because I just simply do not have the energy to do it. And um, so that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> but uh, I did write something um, and post it on Facebook about it's called a love letter to indie publishing. <laughs> and I guess I can talk about that a little bit um, just because um some people, I think most people have seen it, but some people may not. But, um, you know, I am not making what I was making the first three years of my indie publishing career. I mean, frankly, what I made the first three years of my indie publishing career is really astounding given yes, it the, is. the fact that I did not, <laughs> I only, I was only putting out a book a year and, um, and in 2021, my income went from very high four figures to some months, low five figures um, to pretty much low four figures. And it, it happened almost like overnight. It was very shocking. And I cried tried to get help, tried to, you know, all kinds of things. And it didn't work, nothing worked. So I just sort of adopted the mindset that I don't have to make all the money. And I think I've said that on here before, you know, I just didn't have to make all the money. I needed to make a certain amount to help with our household budget. But then after that, I don't have to make more. And uh, I was making that after a few months of pulling back on ads and stuff, it took me a little while to start making money again. But um, anyway, all that to say, I was not really, I tried to be okay with that mindset. I think I even at the 20 books conference last year said that I did. And, but really I wasn't, I was mad and I was embarrassed and I, you know, lots of things, lots of things negative things, but, and really kind of bitter towards just the whole business, the whole thing. And, but what I've realized is the fact that I can make some money and I'm still making what I need to make to um, support our, our income, you know, our household income um, allowed me to be with my sister 
And uh, that would not have happened with any other job. I would have had to take a leave of absence. I would have had to do FMLA if I could have done that. I don't even know if I could have uh, and not been paid. And then thanks to the unbelievable generosity of an author friend of mine who surprised me by putting my book in her newsletter, her gigantic newsletter, and she doesn't do that, but she had read the first book. And so she put it in there in July, um, July and August are great. Were great months, just like, like old time months. (laughs) And uh, so I, and then my husband got his bonus, you know, kind of in there. So, you know, until the end of the year, I'm, I'm pretty much good. I'm good. Um, Which is great. It it gives me time to kind of get my head straight to say what I'm going to do. But the whole point being, if it, if I weren't an indie author, I would not have been able to be with my sister at all. I mean, I would have had to be back and forth and, I wasn't. I was there for everything. And, um, you know, for a family like ours that is super close, um, super, super codependent, super weird, super crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination at all, but we do love each other very much. And uh, that was just everything to me. And and it was just cool to be able to be there and watch my sisters because I'm the oldest Um I do take on some responsibilities and like my youngest sister is very, um, you know, she's the baby. She's always been the baby y'all up until a year ago. She'd kill me if she knew I was saying this, pardon me up until a year ago, she didn't know how to make coffee. She's 43 (laughs) years old or something like that. I mean, you know, she just, everybody had done stuff for her. And, um, and Joni, my sister who passed away, she really took care of her. Like she, in fact, Randy, my youngest sister said, what am I going to do without you? And Joni said, you better learn to fight because Joni had always fought Randy's battles for her. And, but Randy during this time, like when she was, when Joni was in the hospital and everything, she was so great. Like she advocated for Joni. She, she stood up to the nurses and said, no, we have to do this. Now she said she did it because she was scared of me because I had to go away um, to, um, it's when I was out of town for Disney, um, I told Randy, you, you can't just sit there. You have to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. And, um, she said she was scared of me, but you know, she just, she, she just really did amazing. And she not only lost her sister, she lost her best friend. And, um, she stayed right in there with us. And that's what I was really most proud of, like with my dad and with one of my other sisters who is not, they're emotionally a little bit more withdrawn. You know, I say that our family is the mothership for big emotions. (laughs) And, um, but she, um, this sister, you know, and my dad, they stayed right there. Like they didn't try to back away. They didn't try to uh, avoid these emotions or um, not show my sister, you know, the affection or say the things they wanted to say. And so all of that is just really awesome, but you know, it's still so, so horrible. It's just horrible. I mean, I told 
someone yesterday, I told my daughter yesterday, I had no idea grief was, or this kind of grief was so exhausting. Like mm. it's just exhausting. And um, so I don't know. I have no idea when I'm going to write again, but um, I feel like I will. I, I wrote her obituary and then I wrote that post. And then my mom told me some things she wanted to say to people. So I wrote a post for her mm. and I really loved it. Like I loved writing again. I just don't know if I'm ready to write fiction. I don't know. I, I really, I can't even think about it, but all that to say, you know what guys, we really are so fortunate that we are in this business and I am just grateful for every penny I make, even if it's quite a lot less than I used to make because it, it allows me to do the things that are important. And uh, I also recognize that even though I'm making a lot less than I was, I'm still making more than most people in publishing. And there's gratitude in that. And I think that we really should, um, you know, we, we want to chase the thing. We want to be, we want to be, take over the world, but until we do, we just need to be grateful for what we have. And um, anyway, but again, I cannot, I cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, I have received the nicest, sweetest messages uh, from you guys. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough. So that is my update. So. All right. Well, I think I don't even know how to respond. I know. It's <laughs> I mean, it's just, I want to cuss, but it's just horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. <clears throat> but, you know, yeah. um, we have some very funny thing memories. I mean, well, we have tons of funny memories of her, but, um, I mean, this, this really is my, like, the, she was a, she was a college athlete. She played football, uh, football, she played basketball. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, she played basketball in high school and college. And, you know, she was just, um, she was so aggressive, so aggressive, little, she's five, six. And, um, she, she, uh, one, some, my sister, I think said you bad to the bone. Well, that kind of ca- caught on. And so her nickname was bone. Everybody called her bone, you know, that played with her. And I think even in college, they called her the Tasmanian devil. Like, like there were times people couldn't, teams could not even get over the half court line because of her. And um, so the high school basketball team is dedicating their season to her. And on the back of their shirts, it will say play like 12. That was her. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, she would have loved that, but this is, I'll tell this story and then I'll, cause it's funny and end on a happy note, but uh, she was like in, she was like a freshman and my, the sister above her, Dana and her friend were going to go riding around, you know, in a small town. That's mm-hmm. what you do. You just ride around. And <clears throat> Joni said, can I go? And they said, sure. And she said, well, let me shower. So she jumps in the shower. And then she's in the shower. She's thinking, they agreed to that way too easily. So she jumps out of the shower, grabs a towel and wraps it around her. And as she goes out the front door, <laughs> they're backing up <laughs> laughing. And she's like, wait, you said you'd wait. And they just keep laughing. And she jumps on the hood of the car, grabs a hold like where the windshield wipers are and holds on. And they drive to the end of our street, which is at least a quarter of a mile 
uh, you know, to the main street with her hanging on. They're laughing and she's screaming at them to stop. They finally let her off at uh, the stop and she gets off. They won't let her in. And she has to walk home in her towel. Oh, she was furious. But I mean, that is her in a nutshell. I mean, she was just aggressive and hilarious. I mean, she could laugh about it even then. And um, so, you know, she was just, she was special. I mean, you know, of course she was ours. So we think she's special, but um, the, the viewing people were wrapped around the church Mm. for, they waited in line for over an hour to come through and, you know, greet us Mm. and, and stuff. So other people thought she was special too. So, Yeah, I don't think you were. I think you were a little biased, but not. I am biased. I'm way biased. I'm way biased. I mean, you know, especially when somebody passes or or um, or they've been really sick. You, excuse me. You tend to forget all the things, you know. But she's also a great. Like I'm telling you, if you made her mad, you better get the heck out of the way because she was. (laughs) um, She held nothing back. But um, anyway, we we will miss her. But um, I'm. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you are you know? okay. I mean, I can tell you're okay. And I'm okay. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a long road. I know. It will. It'll but, be a long road, but it'll be okay. So yeah. And anyway, I would just say I would add on to that that um, the whole thing about like the market and not yeah. things not going like you expected or wanted to. Yeah. Becca Syme, <gasps> everybody drink has yeah. a new uh, YouTube video out, a mm-hmm. new quick cast, and it's all about how our expectations mm-hmm. about what we, like if we do this, X will happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are a little unrealistic. And yeah. it's very good. I'll, I'll put a link into the show. Yeah, do that. You're because, definitely not alone. I mean, we've talked yeah. to so many people and personally, I've talked to a lot of people that things are just not like they were. And no. there used to be these things. Like if you do, if you write this many books yeah. and release them at this point, you'll be mm-hmm. making this. And yeah. Becca's whole video is like that's not the case it doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way mm-hmm. and it's not our fault and it's not our book's fault and mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. anyway so yeah I'll I mean you know really I good. used to I used to know that if I spent this much a month I would make this much and I will say like you know I think one of the things that did set me apart in the beginning was I was consistently making the same thing every month even yeah. though I wasn't putting out books and I'm still consistently making the same thing every month. It mm-hmm. is just a lot less, but at least yeah. I know I have that. Yeah. And um, that's, you know, that's huge. Like I that's know. huge. And especially when you're in a crisis of any kind to know that. And y'all, I really wasn't even advertised. I mean, I had one ad running and then I finally just turned it off because it was doing okay, but it wasn't like blowing things out. And I just thought I'm, going to turn it off. I've since started a couple of ads um, in the last few days, but um, the fact that my friend put me in, uh, honestly, the thing that the fact that my friend put me in her newsletter really mm-hmm. um, gave me the boost that lasted yeah. a couple of months. So that was great. Yeah. But, but the thing um, is like, as writers, we have these assets that mm-hmm. they may not earn us what we hoped or thought yeah. or planned. Yeah. But we still have assets and we can do all kinds of things with them. Right. Promos, we can right. box them up, we can translate mm-hmm. them, you know. Yeah. So there's potential there. Whereas somebody who's in a fixed income job, mm-hmm. 
that's they just don't have that. So right, I mean, it is right. something to be incredibly thankful for. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm glad like you my, were able to do it. Yeah, my second sister, she she's um, X-ray tech. I mean, she can only take off so many days. I mean, yeah, she just couldn't be there every day. My the youngest sister is a teacher, and so in the district they can donate days. So they donated enough days that she has been able to be there. So she and my mom and I really were were there all the time. My mm-hmm. other two sisters were there when, you know, like at night. So when we mm-hmm. needed them and stuff, but, um, <clears throat> but they were both working. Uh, my third sister, she had uh, she, her, fle- her schedule was more flexible. She could be there more, but I felt horrible for my second sister because she really just could not yeah. take off. And um, I mean, you know, other than just a little bit here and there. And mm-hmm. so um, I, yeah, we're fortunate. I mean, yeah. we're just fortunate. We really are that we can do this, and 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 we can do different things to to use to make those assets work for us. You know, yeah. I am not or was not in the mindset to do that, but there are a lot of things we can do, and yeah. we just and have a lot of flexibility. Like, if you if you have to take a break and go away, yeah. You're not going to lose those books; they'll still no, be there. And they're you still can there. Do stuff later, you know. And then when you and, come back, you can recover them. You can, do, you know. I mean, yeah. there, there are just so many things that we can do, and and it's just easy to lose sight of that when all we're looking at is the money. And yeah. and in my case, uh, I'm just as honest as I can be. You know, being known for something, I, I'm, I like pressure. that. There's yeah. a pressure to it. There's too, a pressure right, there. And also, you know, doing this re- replicate it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And this business, you it's very hard to replicate anything. Right. You know, like even if you write a series and it does well, and if you write a very similar series, there's no guarantee that it's no. going to do as no. well or better. Well, it's we, not. we we think it will, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you just never know. Right. And being popular, um, like uh, I don't know if popular is the right word, but like um, like just being known for something, for something in the indie yeah. community. Like for me, making money, good yeah. money with one book a year. I mean, honestly, that popularity didn't buy me one thing. It didn't yeah. earn me the money. The readers were buying my yes. books. And so yeah. it's like, that's not even that important. I mean, you know, yeah. it, I mean, it's not important. And um, I've had to come to that too, you know, just being happy that I can be in this community and I can help people if I have the opportunity, which I would. Um, but just being in this community, I mean, y'all, my friends, my like real friends, they were there for me. Sarah, she, she texted and everything, but she was away like everybody else. But my online friends, my book friends were just as supportive. So I, I'm just really, really fortunate. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. So let's move on to you, Sarah. What is going on with this Kickstarter? You are like, okay, amazing. It's been just crazy. And I just, I still can't quite believe that it, it went as high as it did and that people were so excited about it. But I mean, I'm very happy. <laughs> right, right, right. So where did it end up? 16k. Wow. And your goal was what? 500 because <laughs> <laughs> and it, it makes it look like even more yeah, incredible yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. 
So uh, Russell and Monica, they have a course. And so yes. I went through the Kickstarter accelerator course yeah, and that was so helpful because it just showed me like what to do each step. And so they recommended, you know, set a really low achievable goal. And mm-hmm. then that way you'll fund quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to fund, you know, you'll fund pretty early in your campaign because mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people, they'll go and they'll look. And if the goal is really high yeah. and you don't, people may not back you if they don't think it's going to fund. So right. if you set a lower go- goal, mm-hmm. it helps you because mm-hmm. people go, oh, it's going to fund. So I'll go ahead and back instead right. of waiting. And then, and, yeah. um, and it funded in what, less than an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 45 That's minutes. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And so you took the course. Now the course is, is a little pricey. It is a little pricey, but it's yeah. one of those things that it's so worth it. You know, I was going to say, yeah, that was the the next question. Is it worth it? It was like probably the best course I've paid for. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that like for the, the return, the immediate return that I saw. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was really, it was really helpful. And there's like a ton of information and, um, and I, I have a link that, um, we, we can put in the show notes. It's an, yeah. it's an affiliate link. But oh, I'll that's that great. Yeah. And I think it's closed right now, but mm-hmm. um, I think they'll open soon. I think they're opening soon because I got an email. Um, yeah. I think I got an email. Shoot. I don't know. <laughs> that could have been eight months ago and I don't even know. Well, we'll run that down and we'll, yeah, it we'll look it up. <laughs> do not, do not bank on anything I'm saying. Um, so did you have to do a lot of work on the front end? I mean, well, I did because mm-hmm. I was trying to kind of rec- replicate what they recommended. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, but there's all kinds of Kickstarters out there. There's some that are not as detailed, but I spent a lot of time like creating the page. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things I didn't realize that I needed. Like mm-hmm. um, you need a really good campaign image. And uh-huh. um, like a lot of these things I learned as I went, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So it, like I contacted my cover artist. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a, kind of a mock-up that I made that is okay. But can mm-hmm. you do something to it? So like she took it to the next level. And made right, it right, right, right. Yeah. So I did a lot of things like that, like graphics stuff mm-hmm. that I didn't know I needed. There's certain mm-hmm. sizes that go that you can only upload to Kickstarter. And so like you have to resize everything to fit the certain like parameters. Mm-hmm. So I just spent a lot of time like, like creating graphics, mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. platform itself lets you do like a headline in mm-hmm. text. Mm-hmm. So to make the pages more interesting, mm-hmm. people will take an image and put their text on like a subhead. Mm-hmm. So you create these subheads that you can upload and then you can use the headline underneath that. And then the text, you know, it's so like it, it kind of gives you a hierarchy, but then, you know, those are yeah. images you got to create. And that was all yeah, stuff yeah. That I was like, ah, so so anyway, so yeah, it was a lot of work. I think I took about a week before, mm-hmm. like before it launched, like about a month or two before I started creating everything and uploading everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did all that. And then um, I put it, the other thing I learned is that you want to set up your page where people can sign up to be notified mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. called the pre-launch page. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, find that, you set that up and all it is, is just the image. It says notify me. And in my mind, I'm like, you've set that up and then you'd launch like the next week because people are going to want, you know, because like, you mm-hmm. don't want that just, mm-hmm. you don't want people to forget. Right, right. But, but no, you leave that up. You can leave that up months if you want. I'm really? Limit. But I left mine up for like uh, five weeks, I think. Oh, And okay. so like, if you can get a good like number of people following you there, it helps later. Right. So like a lot of things that I would have thought. It was actually mm-hmm. the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. I think that Claire Taylor too, I think her mm-hmm. pre-launch 
Paige was up quite a while too. Um, And, you know, she did great. She did amazingly well too. Um, So now that it's funded, do you have a lot of work on the back end? Well, that's what I've discovered is that there is work on the back end and Mm -hmm. you can do everything through Kickstarter or you can use another platform to help you. Right. So there's two main ones, Backer Kit and Pledgebox. And everybody I'd heard from said, you know, Backer Kit was great. And if you have a certain amount, like you have to pay to use it, but it allows you to do add-ons throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of the, like as you're fulfilling things. So it can pay for itself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I did not realize what I was getting into. It's like, you have to upload stuff. It's a very mm-hmm. complicated system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I figured out and their customer service is very good, mm-hmm. but it was like another basically weeks work, weeks worth of work because I didn't work. I don't work on like When I say weeks worth, it's like a couple of hours every day. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just takes a while. And, and all those images that you created for, I just kept a big, I had a Canva. Mm-hmm. project thing uh-huh. that I just created everything in and then I just saved everything in a Dropbox and so then right. I would just go in a Dropbox search for whatever I needed and pull it into Backer Kit. so like oh, all okay. that stuff you created you just reuse right right once you have everything set up in Backer Kit, if you run another campaign mm-hmm. you can import that stuff so you don't have to redo it all right. so like this is like a lot of time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um that it won't be this complicated next time right you know, like would you, you use Backer Kit again I think so. Cause I just sent out the thing. You send out a survey uh-huh. when you get done, uh-huh. like you send us, you, you set it all up and you send it out and people give you the information that you need, like your right. mailing address or, you know, you can ask them questions like, how'd you hear about me? Right. And you know, all these things. So you send that out and then they can purchase an add on. So that went out for me this week and I've covered the cost of backer kit through people purchasing add ons. Oh, really? So they can yes. still purchase add-ons after the fact. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. And that's why people use it. And then I did have a lot of people ask, you know, oh, I missed the thing. Can I still get? And so like I've said, you can, you know, this is something you have to figure out. Are you going to mm-hmm. allow orders afterwards? So I right. said, until I order the print books, mm-hmm. you can go into backer kit and get them here, mm-hmm. you know, but then after that, I'm cutting it off because you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. special edition. So I can't right. just keep taking orders. Right. So there was something else I was going to tell y'all about it that, um, oh, I like, I can only do so many things. My, my plate is pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so like getting the page set up, getting all this stuff going was like all I could do. Right. And you, you send it out. Russell has this, like this really good um, email kind of like responder thing where you mm-hmm. inform mm-hmm. your people about it and tell them. And one of the things is you send them to the pre-launch page Uh, the um, preview page, a secret preview page that they can see and give Mm -hmm. you feedback. So I did that. And one of the main comments I got was uh, stretch goals would be nice. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't handle that right now. I just can't even think about it. I was like, I just am not even going to do that Mm because just, I just couldn't do it. So it launched and it funded so quickly. And I was like, oh yeah, I am going to need those stretch goals to like keep it gives right. you something to email your people about mm-hmm. and it keeps interest going. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like when people kept mentioning it, I thought, okay, here's a couple of things I could do, but I learned that it's really good. If you're going to do a stretch goal, if you can do something that will enhance whatever you're giving out. 
So oh, like okay. for my stretch goals, I was like, well, do you want a color title page? Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing it through Book Vault and you can add one color page. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's a stretch goal that will make the books look better, but it's not something else I have to produce. Right, so, right. So that was, so I had to kind of think through that. And then, you know, there's all these decisions you have to mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you're doing them on the fly. So it's like, right. do I reveal all the stretch goals at once? And I'm really mm-hmm. glad I didn't mm-hmm. because I changed my mind on some of them. Yeah. And, you know, so that was something that like, I had no idea on and I just kind of did it as I went. But yeah. so I did like the color title page and I did, um, Oh, I changed the map from black and white to color. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And so all this stuff is going on like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm like emailing my cover artist saying, uh, can you do this? Or the mm-hmm. woman who did the map, I was like, can you add color to this? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't need it until, you know, next right. month, but right. you know, so it's things that if I had, planned ahead I could have already said hey yeah, could have already you said that yeah. would this be a good thing to do <clears throat> These, yeah those are things I learned that okay yeah. yeah so the the original goal of five hundred dollars would that have um I guess what I'm saying would that have covered your cost no well I mean just to get the new cover uh-huh. was close to that I can't remember exactly how much it was but I got okay. a commissioned a new cover yeah because you need the art right so so, but I, basically in my mind, I was doing this to invest, to see if, mm-hmm. if my readers were interested in right. like special editions and right. premium products and things. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was okay if I took a loss, but yeah. I just wanted to test. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So really the only thing you paid, paid for in advance was the cover. The cover. And let's see, did I do anything else? Because I already had the book because it was already written. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I paid for the course. But in my mind, that comes out of a different bucket, you know, like yeah. in your yeah. budget, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like that's more yeah. like educational. Yeah. So, yeah, that was what I, I, I knew I would pay for the cover. And then okay. what I did was like for the interior, I did it in vellum. Uh-huh. And, um, and I'm using Book Vault to print it. And then I've had some expenses because I printed a test copy and had it yeah. sent to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those things are not, you know, incredibly expensive, but they, they would add up. But they still cost well. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're not going to be like if I had just, if I had just broken even, that right. would have been fine too, just to yeah. learn for learning for me. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so, great. That's yeah. Great. So, I'm just so really proud of you. I'm glad I did it. Oh, good yeah. I'm really yeah. glad I did it. I mean, it's like, um, I feel like it's given me a little more margin. I don't know mm-hmm, how to say mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. like now it's like making me reassess everything. I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. well, obviously it would be smart if this works well to launch first, right. to launch a new book on Kickstarter right. and do a special edition. Mm-hmm. And then do I go back and do I relaunch like everything? special editions yeah. for my best-selling series right i'm not thinking about that right now right i don't exactly. know those are good questions that i don't well, know the answers to it's definitely another tool in your pocket or your yes. bu- what is it i don't know wherever your your, wherever you keep your tools <laughs> the <laughs> arrow in your quiver <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> to make money but i just i mean you know like me thinking about it is so overwhelming right at this moment, but I am going to yeah. try. Yeah. I I just think that, um, I think it's, a, do you think you found new readers? 
Um, I think so because yeah, I was going to say like if you uh, Russell says like if you bring a hundred people to Kickstarter, uh-huh. then Kickstarter will bring a hundred new people to your page. And oh wow! It. So yeah. it's kind of like it, it's kind of like they match whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. and so that was really helpful just mm-hmm. to know that. And there were some people that backed it that I could tell that they'd been on Kickstarter a lot because mm-hmm. you can see, you know, like what they had backed. Yeah. And then a bunch of my people had never heard of Kickstarter. Yeah. Like they yeah. had to go there and sign up. Right. And so, you know, I think as more people do it, one of the issues I had was there were not a lot of mystery authors mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. Right. And one of the things that was recommended through the course was to network with other people on Kickstarter. And like, right. They'll recommend your book and you recommend, like, you know, you show mm-hmm. them, you do these mm-hmm. updates about right, right. every once a week, every couple of days and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some other ones you might be interested in. And it kind of widens your reach, mm-hmm. but there were just not that many mystery authors mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. So I think as right. more people get on, yeah. there's like the two sides of the coin. People, some people say it will be more saturated and right. it'll be harder to stand out, but then you'll also have people to network with who would right. be really good matches for you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then the other thing is that, not every mystery author is going to be releasing something all the time on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Cause it's going to yeah. be like a, you know, yeah. a special thing for yeah. like a couple times a year, maybe right. like that. So, right. So how much education did you have to do with your people about Kickstarter? Well, they did like Russell's like system of staying in, of announcing everything really helped. But what I okay. did was I went in, this summer, there were a couple of cozy mystery Kickstarters. Uh-huh. I just shared those in my newsletter. I was like, hey, oh, that's good. Yeah. There's this new stuff coming out on Kickstarter. If you've not ever been over there, you might want to go check it out. So I shared a couple of those. And then I just said, hey, this is what it is. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, I did it over a couple of weeks. And right. So that way they could kind of become familiar with it. And I thought I would get like a ton of questions. And a, right. I, I didn't know if I would get any pushback because, on the pricing. Because it's expensive stuff, yeah. You know, compared yeah. to like a ebook for five dollars, yeah, $5 or sure, $6. sure. Mm-hmm. But nobody really said, you know, oh, that's too expensive. I can't believe you're asking right. us to pay forty dollars right. for a special edition hardcover, right? So, and I think it's partly it was because I let them go see the preview, yes, yes, and they could see what everything was, right, and. You know, but it, it took away some of the sticker shock. Right. I think that's just so fascinating, too, because your audience is older. They are. And a lot of them are on fixed incomes. And mm-hmm. and, and my thought was, OK, though, this is not for everybody. Right. But if it's something you like and you want, here it is. Right. And you don't sure. have to do it. And I had like a tier. That's the other thing you have to figure out is mm-hmm. like your, what you're going to how you're going to price things and what you're going to give away. Right. So I had a, a $1 tier where you could get downloadable bookmarks, printable bookmarks that you yeah. could print at home. Just so like, if you wanted to be involved, you could be, yeah. you know, and then right. I had, you know, the add-ons that were like between, you know, 10, five to 15 to $20. And then I had eBooks mm-hmm. versions and stuff on up to the really expensive stuff. So, so they didn't get the, the um, special edition, until they got to the $40 mark? Well, they could get a digital special edition. I oh, okay. That in, okay. And it had, I did like a digital signature in it. So oh, it'll have cool. the cover art. Yeah. And, and one of the last um, stretch goals I did mm-hmm. was um, color chapter headers. 
So mm-hmm. like, so that will also be in the ebook, you know, it'll look cool. Like if you read mm-hmm. it on an iPad or something, right. if you read it on a Kindle paper, white, it'll just look gray, but, mm-hmm. but it will yeah. have that. And so, so the, and I didn't do a paperback because I just thought, no. I don't think I can handle the variables. To me, a special edition's a hardcover. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I just, I, that just makes it um, nicer, fancier, yeah. sets it apart yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. And the other thing I learned was that hard, in my mind, like a special edition hardcover, I was planning to do the, the, the paper wrap, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. I thought mm-hmm. I needed that. And then I started doing some research on Kickstarter and almost all the special editions are case laminate. You know, they don't uh-huh. have the wrap. It's just yeah. like glued on. And I was like, well, that's great. Cause that's a little less yeah. expensive for the that's printing good. and everything. Yeah. 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 I don't like those paper things are. They, they fall off. They're cool. They fall. They're cool. They're, they're pretty, but, yeah, but I take them off if yeah, I'm going to read. And then I have like a stack of them. And yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. I try to avoid stacks. Let me show you my desk real quick. <laughs> uh, and you can see how untrue that is. So anything else, anything else we should know about Kickstarter? Um, I would say definitely give it a try. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I feel like this first one, it was really successful and I'm, really happy but I basically just did it to get my feet wet and to try yeah. it and so yeah. like plan on just trying something and seeing right. how it goes but you're going to need some time to get it set up and yeah and some people don't do things that are as near as elaborate as right you know right. like I had like all kinds of photos and images yeah and yeah text and one thing that I learned was that if you want your thing to appeal to people who aren't readers right excuse me you kind of need to introduce people here, hold on. I got to get a drink of water. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> okay, maybe we can edit that out. <laughs> so one thing I learned was you, you don't have to be this detailed, but if you want people to come to your page, you don't know you at all. You mm-hmm. kind of have to introduce them to your work. You kind of right. have to say, Hey, yeah. I write country house mysteries. And yeah. This is my main character. And like, if you're writing sci-fi fantasy, you say, this is the world, this is mm-hmm. the art, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff that, you know, that you want, instead of just saying, Hey, here's a book, here's a special mm-hmm. edition book. You mm-hmm. kind of have to uh, introduce yourself right. to new people. Right. So, yeah. So that took up a lot of like brain space. Like, Oh, yes. I have to, I'm talking to people who know me mm-hmm. and who don't know me. So how do right. I do it? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are wondering why Sarah and I are friends, this is it. Sarah <laughs> is not afraid to jump in and do the thing. And but I will uh, say this, I was terrified. I mean, but, I really was. But you still terrified. did it. Yeah. And yeah. then I follow behind and go, oh, that looks like fun. So see that. Jamie knows everybody and yeah. she is not afraid to talk to anybody or make any new <laughs> friends. And that's my terror space. So <laughs> Oh gosh. That's why we're we, a good team. We but are yeah, a good team. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so that's a little bit about the Kickstarter. And I'm sure if y'all have more questions, just put them in the group and yeah. you know, we can yeah. answer them later. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. And go back and listen to the episode with, um, with Monica and yeah. Russell, Russell, where yeah. Sarah and I, both our minds are completely blown in that uh, episode because we had no idea. Yeah. When we interviewed them that yeah. the potential for Kickstarter. So 
Yeah, and it yeah. has expanded our horizons yes. greatly. Yes. So greatly, and yeah. your pocketbook. So yeah. uh, well, it, okay. This is the other thing I learned. Is I was going to say weeks to get paid. Yeah. So you you end the mm-hmm. thing, and then Kickstarter tells people they're going to collect the money. Then they mm-hmm. collect the money. Then they hold it for a while, and then they send it to you. So I have not purchased anything. Mm-hmm. I have not ordered anything except a proof copy. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, everyone's like, wait until you get the money. Yeah. Before you start ordering stuff. I think that's very wise. Very, yeah. very so wise. it's not like cha-ching, you're paid the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull and handle. Uh, yeah. so, all right. Yeah. Well, before we go, I have two things I was going to tell you all about. Yeah. One, I was on the Rebel Author Podcast with Sasha oh, Black. This love week. it. And She's so much fun. And we talked about cozy mysteries. So if you know what they are, how to, how to hide clues and red herrings and things like that. So that is um, out this week. Um, It'll be out like when this podcast goes out. And then the other thing, which is really funny is that Daniel Wilcox is doing a, like he he calls it 50 K writing camp, which is, he used to call it the nano boot camp Uh and he's doing that in for like to get ready and to do for nano. Yeah. So that's funny because they used to do a podcast together. So yes, that's so anyway, so I have a link for that and I'll put that in the show notes. And, and nano is NaNoWriMo. It's in the month of November. You right. write 50,000 50, words in the month of November. Yes. Yeah. So if and you're interested you in doing Google that. It, yeah. And you yeah. can find all kinds yeah. of information. Yeah. And that's one of those things that if you're in a group, and you're spurring each other on. It really yeah, helps, I think, it does. because it's it a does. lot yeah. to take on and to do. So, yeah. especially for competitive. Be too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Well, yeah, thanks so, you guys for listening to us today, and yes. and uh, we and this we is fun. We are going to take it. We're going to kind of take it play by ear for a little while on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So this will come out, and then we may have a week or two. With no episode, but we are scheduling and planning. Yeah, we're, we're getting back the end in. Of the year. Sometimes it's, it, I mean, it's hard to record in the fetal position, and um, <laughs> I have no idea if I'll be there or not. So, no, we're we're just, um, like I said, we were supposed to have a guest today, but th- where she's at is terrible weather and no reception, and um, and then next week I am taking a mental health. Break, yeah. Break um, with my husband. And um, so, you know, there's that. And let me just say real quick, one of the real MVPs through this whole time has been my husband for one, being okay with me being gone literally all summer. And two, the last month of Joni's life, um, he was at my mom's taking care of us cooking well we had so much y'all the food <laughs> I, I know I talked about it but so much food there is a woman in Kaufman her name's Judy Guthrie I have a restraining order against her she cannot come near our house within 30 feet of our house with the pie because she brings too much oh, food too much food she's <laughs> such a good cook and um but um uh, yeah, I mean, it was so much food and so much stuff. And he just organized and he would clean up. And I mean, he just served us. And um, so can't that say enough awesome. about him. So and he awesome. was grieving, too. So, you know, he was he loved my sister. Yeah. So um, anyway, we're, we're he and I are going to take a, a trip next week just to kind of 
Yeah, I think that's good. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's good. Yeah. So we'll be gone maybe for a week or two and then yeah. we'll get back to it mm-hmm. and um, kind of try and get back into it. Bear with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that is it for this week. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. All right. Well, we will see y'all in a little while. All right. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for uh, produce, editing and producing the podcast. And thanks to Adriel Wiggins for all our admin stuff. And you guys have a good week. All right. Bye. Bye thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.